up, bitch. I've got balls of steel. Shut up. Hey, listen up, fellas. We are back with our weekly podcast of the League of Swole Men. We are in our final week of the regular season. We've had a few divisions already decided, which is very exciting. A few buys. Congratulations to Steve Martell and Nick Sather on their uh, week one playoff buys. Congratulations, fellas. Uh, with those buys, though, you weren't able to score the most points in the league. That was locked up this week as well by Darian Hagedorn. He is going to be getting all of the money from us this week. Uh, he looks to hopefully improve his playoff spot as far as rankings. Won't be able to get a buy, but can still move up in the seeding. Um, not sure how much that's going to matter, but there are a lot of seeding implementations that are out there right now. I said that wrong. I'll do it again probably in the podcast. I need to find a different word. I'll figure it out. Anyway, we uh, we have a fun one coming at you guys. Uh, Evan also locked up the very last place. Um, so sayonara. What else uh, You know, did you think would happen with you leaving? I don't know how you could... Possibly think leaving this league would end in a good way for you, but it is what it is. Um, and we're happy and very glad you had such a long run with us. Obviously, we'll keep you in our thoughts and our prayers, but it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for you to have to go ahead and caddy for someone. Um, I wish I could say I'm sorry about that, but I- I'm really not. Um, we'll go get Ben now. Welcome back, everybody. We have gone and we have Ben Cole again with us as always. How you doing, Ben? Doing all right, Shane. How you doing? I am doing all right. I uh, had quite the week last week. I was really kind of uh, sweating it out there at the end of the week, but I'm feeling good now. You had to wait till Wednesday. I don't think that's the first ever Wednesday oh. victory we've ever had. Yeah, that was scary. I don't like doing that, especially after uh, making probably the wrong. If something goes wrong, I want this other tight end making the wrong choice there. That really sucked to have to sit and watch. Um, but hey, it all worked yeah. out. Yeah, it all, it right. all worked out, and you got your you're, you got a fighting chance. It's making the playoffs here. Yes, that we do. We have a few guys with a fighting chance. We'll get into that here shortly. Um, But first, let's give a quick recap of what was the longest fantasy football week I think we've ever had. I don't think we've ever gone from Thursday all the way to Wednesday, just hoping and praying that uh, the week would finally end. So some kind of craziness there. Let's take a quick look at uh, our first matchup here that had Tanner and the hunting ground taking on Kyle Clarkin, who I've been saying all year, one of my favorite teams, but is uh, now unfortunately on the outside looking in, needs some things to happen for him to make the playoffs. He got walloped last week. Tanner putting up 153, really proven he's not the last place team. What'd you think of that one? Yeah, I chatted with Tanner, uh, Sunday morning, and as you, we were chatting about uh, what he had some questions about what he should do with this lineup, and I just told him make sure you make subs, and he said, "Nah, just going to play Latavius Murray instead." 
and he nailed it. <laughs> he was he was right, he was right on it, point. Right. Yep. That final score, 153 to 105 for Tanner. Moving him to four and eight and not even close to being in last place. Kyle now six and six. As we said, we'll get more into that here in a little bit. Um, we have our next matchup, which features our last place and now solidly last place loser, Evan Agamo, with a whopping 94 points. That's one way to uh, really stamp in I'm the worst team in the league, don't you think? Yeah, I, I mean, and I don't think Evan even gave up. I mean, Evan's still setting his lineup, I think, as much as he uh, wants to say he's done. I, he's he's still trying. He just, it's just his team's not very good. No, not very good at all. Sather uh, put up 161. Quite the week for Sather. Big numbers coming out of him. Um, obviously, Derrick Henry helped him out a lot when that's, I mean, Derrick Henry had, a third of the points that Evan's entire team had. Yeah, there were some big performances last week, and uh, Derrick Henry is sure one of them. Yes. We'll take a look at our next matchup, which featured Ben Cole. Ben, you beat Corey Granger, which was a big matchup for you, inching your way a little bit closer to the playoffs and Corey a little further away, 176 to 128. Yeah, Corey Corey put up a good good amount of points at 128. That at least gives you a fighting chance, but – um. Yeah, certainly Tyreek Hill's fifty-seven point nine points made uh was made it much easier to get a win. It's hard to lose when you get basically sixty points out of one guy. Yeah, for a little while there, it was looking like uh, he might outscore Corey alone for a little bit. So that was uh that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, I was really hoping to double Corey up this week. I thought that would have been entertaining, but um, didn't quite get there. Yeah, for a while you're projected like two hundred. We haven't had a 200. That was probably uh might be the closest we get. Yeah, I don't know what the highest score of the of the year is. Maybe the our last pod will go back and talk about the the best best performance of the year by squad and the worst one by a squad. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. We should do that. Um, our next matchup was um, Mr. Zach Zabadal taking on Shane Granger in what ended up being a surprise upset here. Granger keeping the playoff hopes alive with this W, uh, 124 to 109. And last week, Ben, you and I had said, hey, this is kind of the team that Zach wants going into the playoffs. Is this just a tough week for him, or is this something that uh, we're going to start seeing a little more? I don't know. This is, you know, maybe Zach's team is one of those – you know, the Philadelphia Eagles a couple years ago, Cleveland Browns last year where, you know, oh, they built a super team and then they just have no chemistry and they never put it all together. Maybe that's what Zach's team is. Very well could be. Zach, you might want to pony up the horses here and uh, bring them all in and have a quick chat. I know I did that a couple of weeks ago with my guys and, you know, it's, it's working out pretty well so yeah, far. Yeah, I mean, this is a, bit, a bad loss for Zach. It kind of locked him out of any shot at, getting a bye so unfortunately Zach's gonna he's still gonna make the playoffs no matter what but he's not gonna be able to have a breather next week that's right one guy that will have a breather next week is Steve Mortel even though he had lost last week and another kind of surprising upset here him losing to Max Max now four and eight um put up 157 points last week I believe we had probably both said uh, he wasn't going to score over 100. Boy, he blew that out. Of yeah, the Max's team showed up, and his top three performers were all guys he got in the trade with Zach, with Robinson, Drake, and Brady. So huh. 
maybe Max's trade, you know, ultimately isn't as bad as we thought, but Max is still, you know, a little, little too late for your team to get hot, but maybe this is the downfall of Steve. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've uh, been on record by saying that. That very well could be. He um, just had a rough week, honestly, I think. And uh, Singletary still seems to kind of be the guy in Buffalo right now, which I hate. Um, but he's still going to get the majority of the touches. Alvin Kamara is still obviously a top back in the league. You can't doubt what Patrick Mahomes is doing this year. He's got a good team. It's It's there. Um, we'll see what it does. Maybe the, the bye week's going to help him out, get him a little bit closer to uh, a championship. That I, I certainly think he needs the bye week, especially. I think I think Kamara needs Breeze back, so any 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 extra week Steve can get to try and get his guys back, especially Kamara, back to those big games, I think is going to be helpful. So we'll uh, we'll have to we'll have to see coming down the stretch. Absolutely. Um, and our final recap game from last week was myself taking on Darian Hagedorn, which came down to the wire, came down to Eric Ebron playing on Wednesday afternoon, a great matinee game out in Pittsburgh last uh, last Wednesday. Uh, close one, 147 to 144. Yeah, super close. And if you look at your, uh, you know, your top three versus his top three, they're uh... – they're pretty close there. You know, you got a 36, 26, 19. He's got a 35, 25, 19. So you both had some big performers, but you squeaked it out and it keeps you alive. But, you know, luckily for Darian, he, uh, as we get into here with the playoffs, I think Darian's basically locked in. So he at least doesn't have to worry that this, uh, this loss is going to be his downfall. No, I don't think so at all. That's a scary, scary team. Um, the Will Fuller, Suspension. We, I guess we can talk more about that, but I, I do think that is going to kind of come back and hurt. Obviously, nothing he can do there, but it'll be interesting to see kind of what the game plan is for Darian as we move into the playoffs and missing what's been kind of one of his top receivers this year, one of the top in the league, really. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Will Fuller's been really, really good, and that's just another guy Darian's not going to have. You know, this is where we come back to do you have enough – depth pieces on your bench to kind of fill in and I mean Darian we'll we'll take a look at what Darian can do next week and what his team will look like but you know certainly losing a top 10 top 15 players at, the, at one position is uh not helpful no not helpful at all um let's take a look since we kind of teased already a little bit about what uh these playoffs are going to be looking like and everything we do have our division winners those are all locked up um, our division winners are official. Um, I don't think any of us really thought that it would have to come down to kind of that final week to have it all done, but they're here. Um, our St. Paul division winner this year is Steve Mortel. Um, Steve is also locked up a buy, which we just said, and those buys are huge. Ben, you've had a few buys in the past. Do you like those? I know some guys say, you know, I kind of like when you have to play every week because, you know, then I'm not just like taking a week off where my team has a great week in the first week of the playoffs and then a dud. If this next. was real sports, then I think that's a thing. But considering that you actually have absolutely no control over that, any any chance where you can just skip a week is worth it. So a buy is unbelievably worth it in this in in the playoffs. Yes, I would agree 100. Um, percent I am superstitious and always think. 
I watch my team do really well and then I get the bye and then they're going to suck the week after. But I'd rather be able to sit and watch football and not stress on a Sunday in the middle of December than anything else. And you're a week closer to some big money. So um, speaking of guys with buys, our Grantsburg division winner is Nick Sather will also have a buy. The St. Croix Fall League division, I should say. Um, Darian Hagedorn locked up last week his win. And in the Hugo division, uh, newcomer, new returner, Zach Zabalal comes in and wins that division. Just barely sneaking well, one out over Well, technically, I don't event. think Zach won the division. I, I can still beat Zach. If I win this week at beat Zach this week, I can still win the division based on, I believe the second tiebreaker then be points four. Um, so I could move into third or fourth spot, but Zach did block up a playoff spot. It's um, well, that's locked up. Uh, but Darian did basically lock up uh, his division against you just based on the massive amount of points that right. he's got over you. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, Darian's had a very good team all year. I will say that. Um, I'll be honest, when I first saw these matchups or these divisions, um, I thought I would run away with our division. I didn't realize that Darian would be a PPR guru. Um, I mean, to be fair, Darian, he had won a game last year. So I felt pretty confident. I knew Evan wasn't anything too spectacular, so I wasn't really worried there. So I thought I'd run away. So it was a little surprising. Um, but no, he has a really good team and the fact that, uh, we could even tie for it and have it come down to tiebreakers after kind of a slow start for me, I'll take that. I'm just trying to make the playoffs, baby. Yeah. I mean, and well, that's, speaking of the playoffs, should we run through some of the, so what options people have and some of these people hoping they maybe still have a shot. Yeah, let's do that. Let's take a look at, uh, uh, who's in right now. And how that will kind of play into it as well. Obviously, Steve and Sather both have buys currently. Those are your one and two seeds. Um, Zabadol is our three seed currently. Um, Darian would be our fourth. Ben, you are number five. And then rounding out our top six is myself, just squeaking ahead of Clarkin, um, Corey, and Granger. Yeah, right I think now. those are the only the only people. I think technically all. You know, five people listed five through nine. So myself, you, Clarkin, Corey, and Granger all have a shot at the playoffs. Unfortunately, Tanner, Max, and Evan are out, and Evan's locked up last. So he'll be hitting the links with somebody. That'll be great. I can't so, wait. But let's 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 uh, let's talk about some of these people here and what they what they need to happen. You know, um, I don't know who you want to start with. Let's start with um, – well, I would say who do you think has the, the hardest route? Would you say it's Granger or Corey? Well, I guess what uh, which Granger has it more rough? I, I think Corey's got the, the hardest route because it's the hardest one to figure out exactly what he needs. And I'm not confident technically that Corey can still get in. But what Corey needs is – he needs to win, of course, so he can get to six wins. He needs mm-hmm. you and Clarkin to lose so that you end up with six wins. But then there's a weird tiebreaker of you, Clarkin, Granger, and Corey 
all having six wins and there's a weird version of tiebreakers of head to head and that doesn't match up quite right. And then I think it goes to points four, but I can't say for sure. So Corey, I think is the hardest route. Um, and it's certainly the most obscure route. That's I, I can't even guarantee that Corey's got a shot still. Right. Yeah. It's <clears throat> when it becomes the head to head and you know, we, I don't think we've in the past really had it be this close where it's, I need this guy to lose and it's a couple losses here. And then, well, then it's head to head and a bunch of tiebreakers are in there. I don't know if it's been this close just to try to get to, to the playoffs in, in years past. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I guess, you know, I've never gone into it and looked at all the different scenarios and options and paid as much attention as we have this year. So maybe, maybe it has been this close and I just, I've never noticed, but there's, it's certainly a tight race this last week and makes these uh, last few games, I think quite entertaining. Yeah, I would agree. Um, what about so Granger then? Granger needs is he needs to win so he can get to six wins and then he needs Corey and Kyle to lose. Um, and of course, if he wins, then you would right. lose. So that would bring another combination of Granger, Clark and yourself all with six wins and Corey, with only five and Granger does, I believe hold the tiebreaker over Clark and, and yourself, which would then put Granger as the sixth seed. So he's, he's, uh, he needs some help. Yep. It's going to be close. Um, let's see here. So then, so Clark and let's just go through all these kind of crazy ones. So Clark and, Clarkins is pretty simple, isn't it? Isn't it win yep. and I it's, lose? It's a race between at. you and him and you have the tiebreaker. So I believe if you win or if he wins and you lose, he's in. I think there is a weird combo of like if you both win and I lose, then it's all points based. And if that happens, I think you're the one on the odd man out with all the tiebreakers and the points for. So I think Clarkins two two ways to win is basically he needs to either just beat you outright in record or he needs you, him and myself to all tie. Right. Okay. Um, for me then, basically I kind of control my yeah. own destiny at this point. Yep. You and I, I both win, are kind of in the same boat of we control our own destiny. We Either of us win, we're in your boat. I, your, your other options are if you lose, you need Clark and, and Corey to lose because I think Corey holds the tiebreaker actually over you. Um, so you're you, you're kind of hoping that if you can't win, you, you need two people to lose. Mm-hmm. And then, they yeah. And then lastly, for myself, like you, if I win, I'm in. Control my own destiny. The other options are I just need to make sure you and Clark and both don't catch me. So as long as one of the two of you lose, doesn't matter what happens to me because neither of you will be able to catch me in the record. But if you both somehow catch me, then there's a weird tiebreaker. I think it's based on points, but that's where I said, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I can't say for sure that I'd be in if both of you win, but I think I'm probably the most safe once you get past the big four. Yes, I would agree. I, I really think that you'll be locked in there at five. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of comes down to what should be a pretty entertaining 
entertaining week of uh, fantasy football here in the yeah, league. Yeah, I think it will be too. And I, you know, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna copy my notes from this just to kind of put in, and I'll throw it in the league, uh, uh, the league chat, so everyone can kind of see what the scenarios are. Um, so we can kind of keep an eye on those as we're as we're watching uh, the games this week and what you need to happen. Yeah, great idea. Then uh, everyone's up to date and they know who to be cheering for and who to be ro- rooting against. So go, Ben, and uh, screw you, Granger. <clears throat> with that, let's uh, let's start diving into some of these matchups this week. I want to start with one that has absolutely no meaning whatsoever. This is basically uh, the Week 17 game, if you will. That matchup is uh, Evan Agamo taking on Darian. Um in what looks like just, I mean, based off of what we've seen this year, a pretty lopsided, lopsided. Yeah, you game, clearly have imagine. what is the, you know, best team you would say with Darren easily scoring the most points for the whole year versus um, Evans' team who got is in last. This game for Darian really just comes down to seeding, whether or not he's going to be a home team or he's going to be the wild card team, but. He's in either way, you know, mm-hmm. so, we'll, you know, it's kind of a cakewalk, I think, this week for Darian. Yeah, I would agree. Um, what, I mean, Darian so far this year's put up almost 400 points more than Evan. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I think it'll be pretty easy. It's kind of funny to look at the projections and just see that literally everyone besides uh, Evan's quarterback, Justin Hubert, and uh, Tyler Bass, his kicker from Buffalo, is projected to do a, do worse than, than than Darian. And when I say worse, I mean a lot Yeah, I think, worse. I think Scary even worse. though Darian doesn't have Will Fuller, who I think would only make this projection higher, I think this might, as far as I can remember, this might be the highest projection I think I've ever seen this year at a 153. And that's still below Darian's average points scored with this roster. Is he's this roster would average right. out at 155. So right. does not seem like Will Fuller is uh, hurting yeah. his team too much. No, and I think you take Will Fuller out and you just plug in Adam Thielen like it, it's showing right now. Um and I mean, now you have Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, and Adam Thielen as your running backs. That's or your wide receivers, excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, Darren's good. got a strong team. He's got Dalvin Cook, who has a really hard playoff schedule, but at least he's going to get the ball if he can stay healthy. Three good wide receivers, and then he's got some, you know, the best tight end, which is really probably a, you know, top five wide receiver just in the tight end spot. And then he's just kind of playing around with quarterback. Mm-hmm and kind of filling in what he wants to do with running backs. And he's just trying to play the running back. That's going to get the most touches, whether they're good or not, at least hopefully get someone with, you know, 15 touches in a game and hope they fall in the end zone. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Get some volume out of a guy like that. Like, I mean, you look right now, he's got Giovanni Bernard starting, obviously not the greatest running back out there, but yeah. who else are you going to go out and get? Exactly. He's got you know, Gio and David that. Montgomery, both guys are going to get a lot of touches. They may not be super productive, but you, if you get the ball, you can get points, you know? So we'll see. That's right. Yeah. The opportunity he, is there. He was smart and grabbed his uh, Dalvin Cook backup just in case Cook goes down with Madison and maybe James White 
you know, has a nice little or Antonio Brown kind of put it on towards the end of the year in the playoffs and can kind of fill in as a as down the stretch flex yeah. guy. Yeah, I think he has options. I, I like how uh, he's stacking up here, looking to make a deep playoff run. Um, I think it's safe to yeah, say we'll I think both that's take a, a lock that in. And I mean, Evan, you, I, I look at your team, and I wanted to say your team had potential, but you really just only didn't have Kenny Galladay all year, and nobody else really on your team was anything special outside of Evan scoring way too many touchdowns. And I'll give Evan credit, Justin Herbert, good <laughs> pickup, but that was about the only good thing Evan did all year. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Well, that's why he's last place, and that's why he's going to be caddy boy coming up here soon. Um, we'll take a look at our next matchup which features you taking on Zach, something that we've already seen this year, earlier in the year. You guys had a close matchup. It was 132-126 in favor of Zach. Obviously a, a win-and-in scenario for you. I feel How you good. feeling going into the this la- week? I think the last matchup I had was Zach back in week two. I, I think my team, outside of my quarterback, scored either zero combined touchdowns or one combined touchdown. So if I would have just had it, one more touchdown out of my, you know, seven other players, I uh, would have won. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling okay, but my team is, uh, my team is pretty dinged up, and I really, I, re- I could have really been use, use. I really could use a buy, but I will not get one. Right, with uh, the performance that Zach had last week, the hundred and nine points i believe it was is that something you look at and you think is going to become a trend or you think well, that I think was just Kyler kind of a little on the radar? so i think he's not kind of playing up to his potential and i think michael thomas is not going to be as good without drew Brees. and then i mean you kind of just i think zach's team is just kind of still getting back to normal you know chris carson coming back last week didn't get a mm-hmm. full workload he's still kind of figuring out his one of his flex options with Christian Kirk. Josh Jacobs seems to be getting dinged up a little bit. Not sure how healthy he is. And then Stefan Diggs has a really hard playoff schedule, which also is going to impact my Josh Allen. So I think Zach's team is still kind of putting it together, which maybe means I can pull out a win here, but he's still going to be really hard in the playoffs because he's just got so much potential. Yeah. Yep, I totally agree. I, I kind of think the whole thing last week was a bit of a blip on the radar. I don't know if he's throwing up, you know, 150s and 160s week in and week out, but we've said before, as long as you're getting into the 130s, you're really giving yourself a chance. So um, this week, though, however, I do like that uh, I think you win just based off of the matchups that we're seeing. I, I, I totally agree with some of these guys having big – dinged up teams and stuff that, you know, Michael Thomas is a perfect example. It's, it hurts not having Drew Brees back there. Um, so I don't think we'll see much production out of him. Chris Carson will get more volume, I believe, but um, still obviously trying to kind of get back into the swing of things. So I just think when you look at the matchups from player to player that uh, you stack up. Well, a I, I appreciate that, you know, but I think it's going to really depend on if I can get some of my pieces back. If Julio doesn't play, if I don't get Gaskin and J.K. Dobbins back, that's going to be really, that's going to be, that's going to hurt a lot because I got two guys on my bench with D.J. Moore and Ronald Jones who've been playing really well uh, the past couple of weeks that are on on a weird week thirteen bye. So 
my team is hurting a little bit. I'm happy. I was able to pull out a win last week, so I at least don't need to sweat it out probably on Sunday. Absolutely. Um, all right. We will take a quick look um, here at another matchup that, that is not going to have any impact whatsoever on either last place or playoffs with Sather already getting a bye and Tanner cementing himself as a uh, middle of the pack and going to be playing for a pick next year instead of playing caddy this summer, uh, which is obviously pretty monumental for Tanner. I don't know if, I don't think he's ever taken last place. So that's uh, yeah. Tanner was on a, a tight streak there, of playoffs every year. And then I think he lost that last year and he's, he's spiraled out a little bit, but um, yeah, this game is the only game that doesn't matter for anything, unless you want to say Sather can be the one seed or the two seed, but either way he's getting a buy and Tanner's not probably going anywhere, depending on what happens with this game either. So this is the game that matters the absolute least. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick Sather to win this one. Um but yeah, it's not going to be a game that I will be paying much attention to. Yep, I'm picking Sather weekend. to win this one too. Sather's still got a, a really good team, and he showed last week he could still put up a lot of points. And he's gonna we're we're gonna we we won't see Sather probably in a game that matters for two weeks now. But we'll have to. He's just hoping his team can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, I do expect Sather to make quite the playoff run this year. I do like his team a lot. Um, I think it'll be pretty solid, um, but I think Tanner makes it further in the constellation bracket than Sather does in the league playoffs. Tanner, I think, might be my pick for constellation. I I, it's early; I haven't really looked at it. I, I think it's going to. I don't gonna know. Beat him? We're gonna, next week. I think I'll, I'm going to reserve my pick till next week until I can see who's for sure in there because some of these potential playoff teams could certainly make a push, but. You know, Sather's basically with a bye locked himself up a top four finish. So that's what maybe, you know, you're 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 saying Tanner can beat that. So we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, I think so. Unless I'm in the constellation, then obviously I'll win it. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll talk more about that next week. Um let's get into some of the more juicy games um that do have some um I tried to say that word last week, too. I just can't say it, so we're not even going to go to it. But have some impact on uh, the wild card. Yeah, I like that. A little thesaurus action. Um, uh, On the wild card, though, with uh, Corey taking on Steve. Steve, again, doesn't matter if he wins or loses this week. Steve does have a bye. We won't see him for uh, two weeks after this week. But... This is a big one for Corey. Corey has to win. It's an absolute must. Yeah, if Corey win has if any chance, he needs to win. Slot. And I, I, I say that with a, you know, an asterisk next to it because I'm not a hundred percent confident. Even if he wins and all those other scenarios happen, that he still gets in. But if he even wants a shot at it, he can certainly tie and then have it come down to a bunch of weird tiebreakers. But you know, I don't see Steve as the especially against Corey, the type of guy who's just going to not pay attention to his lineup because he's got to buy. I think Steve's going to be uh, playing for an absolute pummeling like he had week two. Yeah, I think that's what he's going to do too. I think Steve's favorite guy to beat in this league, and go ahead, tell me if I'm wrong, Steve, but I'm sure it's Corey. He's got to absolutely love that. Comb your hair, Corey. Um, but this should be a pretty good matchup. 
uh, you know, the projections right now anyway have it very close. Um, actually leaning. Well, Corey, Corey got Austin Corey. Eckler back. Eckler is really, really, really good, and Steve's mm-hmm. team is a little bit struggling and kind of limping their way into the playoffs here. Um, I think Steve's kind of trying to find himself at those flex spots and the tight end spot, whereas Corey, I think, his team is pretty, pretty locked in and has – I think he's got some he's got some heavy hitters. Yeah, that he does. Um, I mean, I really like I've always been a fan and I have done a terrible job at it lately. But when you have a quarterback that can throw to his receiver and they're on your team uh, with Roethlisberger and uh, Smith Schuster for Corey, I like that. I love. I would love then to sit down and watch a Pittsburgh game. He must have just absolutely loved one. He, he really must that, have. He's a big – uh, if there's anything I know about Corey, he's a big AFC North guy. He's got a lot of Pittsburgh guys, a lot of Cincinnati guys. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, he's just kind of he just likes to stack that one little uh, that one little division. Yeah, he's kind of a, a Northwest guy. He's also got a Washington player on his team, and whatever, man, Logan Thomas. That fuck, I hate that guy. Yeah, yeah, no, he, touchdown. He, Logan Thomas week. has been the, cool. the weirdest player in fantasy because he gets a lot of targets as a tight end, but just doesn't seem to do anything with them until he has a good week where he scores. But... Right. No, he's had 60 targets this year and has caught 34 of them. Well, that's dog shit. That's, he uh, I mean, didn't he catch a, shit for me, though. So. He, he did play quarterback throughout college. So, I mean, maybe he's still making that transition. I guess. I don't know. When I had him, he couldn't have fucking caught the Rona. It was brutal. As many as much as the Rona targets, this guy couldn't have even caught that. Terrible joke. I know he can rip on me for it later. Um, but, yeah, this is a big one for Corey, obviously. He's got to win. I uh, I kind of agree with you. Steve's kind of limping in. I've, I've said he's the Pittsburgh Steelers of this league multiple times now. Um, I am a Steeler fan. They're probably – they're up there in my favorite AFC teams, but do you think there's anyone that needed the buy to further them? No, I think the Steve needed Steve? it. Was probably the number one team that needed it just to try and get Kamara back on track and another week to kind of figure out his flexes. And then I, th- I think maybe Zach or I were the other two options that could use it just with either some injuries and just trying to get people back or just trying to get some of the same situation that, you know, that new Orleans situation figured out with Taysom Hill. So, but yeah, Steve's Steve is lucky to have the buy. Yes, I would agree. Um, I do think this game is going to be very close. Um, I'm going to be rooting for Steve this week pretty hard. So I will be paying attention to some of his players this week and, for the first week this year, we'll be rooting for Devin Singletary. I hope he does great. He's going to do great, and I hope uh, Zach Moss doesn't have to <laughs> well, see It's tough defense out there in San Francisco, and I, I'm not sure Singletary pulls it off. I'm going to – as much as Steve, is, Steve has earned his buy, <laughs> he's gotten out a lot of wins. He's He came in on here and a couple – you know, couple one of the first podcasts and said he was going to be great this year. Watch out, and he was right. But I, I'm taking Corey this week. Fair enough. Logan Thomas and Corey. Um, All right, cool. 
<clears throat> we'll get into another big matchup this week um, that'll impact what's kind of going on in the playoffs with Kyle Clark and taking on what now is kind of turning into a red hot yeah, Steamboat Willie's uh, Max Johnson. Put himself together a little bit of a, a big week last week. He's got some, you know, some guys that certainly are good. You know, Kenyon Drake and Allen Robinson have been great when they've been healthy and they've played, but, you know, Max has kind of put together a, I don't want to say a COVID roster, but it's kind of what it is. You know, he's picked up a few guys to play that only took mm-hmm. over because of COVID and that could kind of fall off at any point. So I'm not sure how sustainable it is. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I do want to highlight the the great week that Koo had last week. 19.5 year kicker is phenomenal. Um, that's more than probably what three or four guys at least that quarterback wise had put up last week in this league. So great job, Koo. Great find, Max. That was great. Um, going to kind of suck for him to have Brady out, and I'm sure he's going to plug in Stafford. And Stafford's playing a very tough Chicago team down in Chicago. Um, so I. I'd be surprised if Clark didn't have. Yeah, a big I'm intrigued to see if uh, and find a way to Clark and you know rides the hot heat that Derek Carr was last week, or if uh, Clark and goes back to I'm just going to put four quarterbacks on my team and figure it out strategy that he was playing with earlier in the year. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I got to imagine he does ride that. I don't think you want to start Carson once at all. Um, especially at Green Bay. I mean, they're talking about having Hurts play and, and not Wentz. So it's that's going to be interesting how that whole scenario plays out for Philly uh, moving forward this year, especially since they're, I mean, sadly still in the playoff hunt. But, um, yeah, I just – Clarkin's kind of been gimping his way as well toward the end here. Um, but it's still a good team. You still have a, a top-rate receiver in Devontae Adams. Kareem Hunt hasn't seen quite as much lately with uh, my boy Nick Chubb being back, but still a valuable guy. Um, yeah, I think yeah, he might I be think, able to sneak his I way. I think Clark has probably got playoff. a good shot here to to beat Max. I think if there's anything I think we said with Clark's team is that he could he could put up 180 or he could put up 95. I mean, he's got doesn't have a lot of like super good consistency yep. players outside of Devontae Adams, but I think his running backs, his other receivers all could have giant and his t- normal tight end of Mark Andrews could all have giant weeks or nothing weeks. So it, uh, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, how his team turns out. And if he makes the playoffs, you know, how hot can he get? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. He's still a guy that I think, that if he does make the playoffs and like you said, the ceiling's so high, you know, he can compete with a, a Darian if he gets the right matchups. Um, and you could probably say that about anybody, but Darian consistently has been putting up the most points. I still think Clarkin though could hang with him if, you know, yeah, I mean, he gets the, the right guys. Brown the right and Calvin Ridley are the, the definition of streaky guys. I mean, <laughs> AJ Brown could easily I think put up a Tyreek Hill 57 point game with just some of the, just some of the unbelievable Mm -hmm. catch run after the catches that he's had, just dragging people. So he he could, he could be an absolute game changer. If only a guy like Evan maybe had him on his team, that would have really helped. 
Right. <laughs> no kidding. What do you do, Ev? <laughs> we'll get to our last matchup here, which is myself taking on um, Granger in what is a – we both got to win. Something's got to give here. Should be a very close matchup this week, I imagine, as well. Um, but it's going to be a lot of nail bite come uh, Sunday and yeah, all the way I mean, till, the, till probably, probably Tuesday, the two really. most important games this week for anybody in the playoff hunt outside of are just curious about the playoffs is that uh, Ken Clark can beat Max and what happens to this game right here. It's it's you versus Granger and the yep. winner of this is the only one who's going to have a pro, you know has a shot you know so we're gonna we're gonna see if you can, you choke or if you can pull it out. Well, I almost choked last week. Um, had started Cole Beasley as promised after Cole Beasley had a bye week in week 11, um, which was well-deserved after his best week of the year in week 10 against Arizona, where he went off for 27, almost 28 points. And then last week came out with an absolute dud of a game. Had four targets, but only two receptions for 25 yards, a whopping 9.3 points. While I left Jarvis Landry on my bench, who to be fair, hasn't done shit all year. So him putting up 28, got to be a fluke. He, It's a bad Jacksonville team. That's got to be the worst secondary in all of football. Um, but no, with Mike uh, Mike Davis now on a bye, kind of forcing my hand a little bit to play Jarvis Landry. Hopefully he has another week, good week. But I do think Cole Beasley outscores him and is one of the top receivers this week. That is Yeah, the Jarvis Landry weekly. game, I think, was less update. about – is Jarvis Landry good? I think he's still getting a little bit healthy, but more I think Cleveland didn't play in 40-mile-per-hour wins for the first time in three weeks, so they could actually throw the ball. And as you said, <laughs> Jacksonville's pass defense is the worst out in like their seventh and eighth corners on the roster, practice squad guys. So it was slim pickings for a, an absolutely skilled player like Jarvis Landry. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I'm excited for this matchup. Um, I get to face off against one of my favorite foes, favorite players um, that now is a foe in Marvis Jones Jr., who got a, has still been seeing a lot of targets. Um, but the last two weeks hasn't done a whole lot with them. Going to be tough down in Chicago. Um, I'm obviously going to be picking myself. I do every single week. I will continue to pick myself. Yeah, well, I want to hear more. Granger might be getting, should be able to get DeAndre Swift back. Now, if he plays him, I don't know, but he's out of concussion protocol. He missed practice today because he was just sick. Um, and I, I can't remember for sure, but David Johnson might be able to return, but I don't know if that really matters um, from IR. I think Granger's another one of those teams that has some really good players, but just not enough really good players. Um but I do think it matters that DeAndre Swift's back. I think he only has to then play C.D. Lamb or Marvin Jones, not both of them. And Wayne Gallman's been a he, – he's kind of one of those running backs that doesn't seem great, but he's going to get 15 to 20 touches and put up points. So it's going to be a nail-biter. Yes, I anticipate this being a very close game and could come down to a very late week. Uh, we'll see if Lamar Jackson is able to play on Tuesday night against Dallas. I hope he can. Um, so obviously that'll be a plug-and-play guy that I throw back in the lineup. Not that I didn't like having Fitzmagic going, but um, 
I'd obviously rather have the reigning MVP. Yeah, Mark Jackson would be good to have back, but it's not like Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't hasn't played well. So, and he gets Cincinnati. But you got you know you got some tough matchups with Gibson against Pittsburgh. You know maybe Cooper Cup's going to get followed by Pat- Patrick Peterson. Uh, that Washington defense is actually pretty good against uh, Eric Ebron, and so we'll 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 wait and see. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going to stick with you, though. I think you just got a little bit better options across the board than uh, um, Dan- – yep, exactly. Danger Granger. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think I win. I think it's the playoffs again. If I don't, I'm going to win the Constellation bracket. That's for damn sure. Um, but that is our look at what's coming up here in the final – regular season week um it's been it's been a very entertaining and fun regular season that's been a good regular season i think this is a, a really fun last week of the year um and i'm excited for it to start kind of wish we had a game tonight yeah i do too actually i'm, I'm kind of used to us now doing this on thursday and being able to have a game in the background. It's a little uh, not doing that. Yeah, a little less exciting, but I guess I do but get to. We'll get back to it. I don't have to do this while watching the game and miss a lot of stuff from the game as it as it has been. So that's nice. You trying to say it's not exciting to talk to me, Ben? I mean, I said, are you trying to say it's not it's exciting right. to talk to me? <laughs> okay. Well, with that. Go ahead and put a put a wrap on this bad boy. Right, All right man. Good work. As always, thank you to Mr. Cole the Commish joining the podcast. It's always great to have you on. And I'm really excited for next week when we get to do it again. Good luck to everyone out there, especially the guys that are still in the playoff hunt. I'm talking to Corey Cormier-Hair Granger, Mr. Danger Granger, and Kyle, I have to come up with a better nickname, Clarkin, uh, in this week. Obviously, must-win games for you guys. I hope you all lose. As Tony the Tiger has said, it would be great for you all to lose Uh if you're in my shoes. Anyway, I'm excited for the playoffs, whether I make it or not, because if I don't make it, I can tell you right now, I will be winning the Constellation Bracket. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind about that if I wasn't able to make the playoffs this year. Um, so with that, good luck, everyone, except for a select few of you. And Evan, um, I might just make a podcast just making fun of you for leaving the league. We'll see how that all works out in a couple weeks when the league is officially over. What we haven't talked about is if Evan does somehow win the Constellation Bracket and have first pick next year, does he come back? I don't know. I guess time will tell. Talk to you all next week. Good luck, fellas.